taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you spirits listen to. This week, morticians help ghosts go into the sky. The news is mixing it up. Our topic doesn't know sandwich is which. And our dragon this week is throwing haymakers. Sucker Punch co-founder, Chris Zimmerman. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. And I'm Joe. Hey, uh, so welcome to week two of uh, of separate cast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, chapter two, week two. That's right. As you may have heard or may have noticed that Lewis will not be here this week. Um, he is just got back from his trip and is self-quarantining himself, being safe and all that jazz. So He was in an airport. Yeah. yeah. If he, airport. If you got to travel if you got to travel. If you got to travel, yep. you got to quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So he probably won't be on next week either, but uh, the week after that, as long as he's healthy, we'll be he'll be on. And right as long on. as we're healthy, we'll also be on. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him uh, on a video or something so you you guys can still see him or hear him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was sad because, you know, he really wanted to talk about ghosts of, uh, of Seshima and... Mm. So, but we'll we'll relay some of his thoughts this week, though. So we'll we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. Cool. But uh, but yeah. Speaking of which, let's get into the games. Do 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 do. What are you, you playing? I gotta say that my my do 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 do's are more do 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 do's and not do 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 do. Oh yeah, they've evolved over time. Well, this this week I was more of a do 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 more instead of a choo choo choo. Just wanted to uh, you know. Show that things are different. <laughs> We've oh, evolved yeah. Yeah. over time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Joe's just not using the same one every single week. Or maybe she is. We'll, we'll we gotta let know. the we gotta let the listeners know this is this is different. This is real. Prime you know? content. Organic. Yeah. Never the same doo doo's twice. Locally farmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Organic and and grass fed. Yes. Yeah. Small batch. Yes. You know? <laughs> small batch small batch doo doo's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, this week, you know what, I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, this week, I played No Man's Sky, which I have talked about many a times on this podcast. It always brings me back. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, it brought me back because they released a new update called the Desolation Update. And Brian's out that, here trying to make it his sky. He's just, <laughs> he's really trying. He's like, No Man's Sky, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been my sky since day one. Been there since day one, baby. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, with this, though, they, uh, with the Desolation update, they added uh, freighters or giant spaceships that have been abandoned in space. So you can run into them randomly or you can purchase something from the from the space stations that let you uh, find them. That wasn't already uh, there? Yeah. Yes, but wait for it. Oh, okay. But wait for it. So before you could run into them in space and they would just be like broken apart like freighters you know and just be like oh i wonder what happened here and you would just Mm -hmm. still fly away this they're still intact so you can land on them and then you can go inside and they're all procedurally generated there's infinite possibilities of the way the insides could be and so you go in there and you you find all the crew logs because there's nobody in there and so you can find the crew logs to find out what actually happened to this ship so you got you have some story yeah, you got a little bit of story that are all that's all procedurally generated as well. Every single story is different. It's like and, Aliens or The Hive in Halo. 
or the other yeah. thing that's like the hive in destiny <laughs> <laughs> or the, the other thing that's like aliens three um <laughs> <laughs> and so and so with it so 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 you go in there and you can either have so the spaceship could either be desolate as in it could be nobody's there but the ai has gone rogue so like oh. all of the all of the systems have turned on humans so this so is 2001 all, space odyssey is what it yeah, actually it, is oh, it could oh, be that or it could be um aliens where so a parasite got on board and then you have to like destroy the parasite and you know and find out what actually happened wait there, i remember there being combat in this game to a certain degree are you actually yes. fighting a parasite like is it like a bug running around or is it like a microbe that you gotta like get a laser and a microscope and <laughs> All right, well there's so i don't know about parasites <laughs> you know about space science <laughs> so so what it is is there uh, they have um like for lack of better word they have sacks uh, that are mm-hmm. full of of space bugs. So you shoot oh. the sacks, and then a bunch of space bugs like run out, and you have to kill the space bugs. <laughs> I love like how- the hive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love how we agreed to that. Like it was the most commonplace thing. He's like, oh, you know, sacks yeah, that the sacks, yeah. space sacks that mm-hmm. the parasite fall out mm-hmm. of. It. It's like yeah. you saying, like, yeah, and then you got to take the laundry and put it in the laundry. Oh, right, yeah, space yeah. sacks. That happens. It happens. I know? get it. Yeah, oh, it is. You can't drop the laundry, otherwise it gets everywhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard about the update, I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be like Aliens, where it's just one giant alien, you know, is taking it over. But it's not that intense. Like, No Man's Sky still at, at its core is all about, you know, you just relaxing, kind of having a good time. So this is just a foray into some sort of combat that you can tackle how you want. It's still, you know, procedurally generated. Everything's still, you know, randomly done so it is still it is still no man's sky question question about no man's yes. sky uh the coolest thing about no man's sky when i played it was the fact that i could name my planets and like it was like i discovered this planet and i named them all after bloody roar characters yes you and me joe <laughs> yes. so somewhere out there there's a planet gato <laughs> just <living. laughs> i never came across someone else's planet that they had named because it's infinite right it's, it's like a whole yeah. universe and it's yeah it's it's basically infinite, yeah. But like, have you came come across any like other players' planet yet? Uh okay. So on my normal playthroughs, no. Uh, but I have seen them in the distance. Like if I if okay. I went to the galaxy map and I started like kind of roaming throughout, I have seen other players' name stuff. And the way the game works is is that you try to go to the center of the galaxy. Right. Or, you know that's one of the goals. You can go yeah. to the center of the galaxy. So the closer you get to the center of the galaxy, the less stars there are, mm-hmm. or the, there's more stars, but they're all less compact, or they're all they're all more compact, I should say. Mm-hmm. So the closer you get to the center of the galaxy, the more there are named things because you know there's only so many stars that okay. are right around the galaxy. So you do run into some planets or stars that oh, yeah. people have named. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that, absolutely. That was and the most bummer also... thing for me about it is I spent so much time renaming everything on this planet, you know, just my feet, uh-huh. my butt, my shoulder, that like the idea that no one's going to come and, re- and know my genius mm-hmm. <laughs> was bumming me out. Sometimes you do it just for you. Yeah. Sometimes you think back to that little plant thing that you named your butt and you're like, ha ha ha. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it looked like a the butt. first couple <laughs> planets, sure. But like all, the, the fifth planet, I just want, I want people to see my stuff. I understand. Yeah. I think the way that, the, the the amount of star systems that there are in this is like 18 quintillion or quadrillion something like that it's something where like if every single human being on earth right now 
discovered one of them every single second it would still take like a thousand years for you to you know for us to see all of them you know so it's like a secret it's It's like your little butt secret well we can talk about my little butt secret later i mean (laughs) (laughs) we're We're not going to talk about it right now (laughs) uh but yeah i had a great time i uh, actually started up a new a new game on pc uh because it's included with the xbox game pass or pc pass whatever you want to call it and so i started up a new save you know i went through from started from scratch and i got to it and it's 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 pretty great it's still pretty awesome starting from nothing sweet so yeah so yeah that was my game no man's sky and uh what about you manda what did you play this week um i i've been super busy this week we've been doing lots of podcast stuff and lots of lots of house stuff so um i i i only played a little indie game and i didn't put much too too much time into it but enough to give you guys like a little foray into how it was um if you've been checking out our streaming on the twitch either monday or wednesday uh, you might have seen a little bit of clip of the game um, but i played a mortician's tale which is a death positive indie game Uh, In the game, you play as a female mortician, and it's like her first few days on the job, and they're kind of walking you through like what she does, you deal with each client, you pay your respects to the dead, and then uh, the loop kind of starts all over again. It's not necessarily a puzzle game. I guess it's more like a visual novel, but Mm -hmm. I guess the point of the game is to walk you through the the role of the mortician, like what their job is and what it entails, and kind of what the whole death process is like. So in the game, you'll prepare a body for a funeral or you'll handle an incinerator uh, to to cremate people. And it was equal parts disturbing, but also kind of fascinating Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it did what it set out to do, which was um, this is something that you don't normally think about or have to deal with until it happens. And then it can be something that's very overwhelming because you don't know anything about it. And then you have to handle it as it's as it's occurring. If you had recently had a a loved one pass away, you would have had to consume all of this information. So the idea of playing a game about it to educate myself on what that could be like before having to be in that situation seems super, super positive. Being able to process that information while I'm not in mourning seemed cool. Yeah, it was a a fascinating title. I there, I can't think of any game that actually has you prepare a cadaver like that. I mean, like you're you are sewing oh, the yeah. lips, you are putting the embalming fluid in, and it's all in a, in a very kind of drawn style. It's, it's very blocky it's not and graphic. It, there's no details to it. Yeah. It's very like singular Min- colors and minimalistic. Yes, yeah, intentionally, yeah. I believe. Um, and what was interesting is I, I think it was really just trying to n- normalize uh, one of the great facts of this life, and that is <laughs> that is the you know death. And man, when you were playing it, Mandy, I, I, it was it was uncomfortable um, just because it, it's just a place that mentally you don't like to really put a lot of mental energy into. Oh yeah, um, but I, it seemed I felt like okay, a, but, it seemed like a safe yeah. place to to do that for you to kind of uh, uh exercise those those mental faculties on that on that subject in a in a, in a, in a relatively safe space so yeah i, I, I felt okay i think i think my mom spent the first 18 years of my life explaining to us that we were we were gonna die uh, oh yeah. yeah her mom's like yeah don't, her, yeah don't drive to dance class by yourself you're gonna die uh like oh make sure you look both <laughs> ways before you cross the street oh because you're gonna die not, oh don't go there because you might get just, kidnapped not or, just die it's you're gonna get a car crash and then you'll be kidnapped and then you'll be yeah. ransomed <laughs> and then it was like, she like, got super so, detailed very so, creative on so, her part so, <laughs> so this game's like uh, hey you know th- you could die one day and i was like yeah i know i've known that my whole 
alive every day it was like oh don't do that you'll die <laughs> the 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 fascinating thing i i liked about it because i was watching you guys play it while while streaming the the fascinating thing about it was yeah you, you it shows you like actually connecting all the tubes as well in order to you know draw out the blood you know put in the embalming fluid all that stuff but then the real fascinating thing to me was is that it also brought you to the actual funeral yeah where you're actually walking amongst everyone and you can talk to literally every single person in that room if you wanted to and you can see how they are processing their mm-hmm. their loved one's death yeah mm-hmm. everyone handles grief differently yeah yeah and I, I thought that was super unique uh in that you didn't actually interact with them you just heard what they were saying mm-hmm. and then you went okay and then you could you could talk to everyone you could talk to no one whatever you wanted to do and then you could just go on to the next body and i thought that was just very very interesting the way that they did that yeah because usually in a video game if if there is if there is someone in the video game who dies it's directly correlated to the character it's your mentor or or something or or Mm -hmm. your love your love interest uh so but like in this, you're a third party. You're kind of in the same seat as the gamer is. You don't know the people, but you still empathize with them, even though mm-hmm. they're not. The, the day you're going to get to the next day, regardless. It's like when yeah. you're playing an investigation game, and then you have to like figure out why someone was murdered, uh, and you look at like different parts of their body and be like, okay, you know, they have a stab wound here, and they were clearly dragged over there. And this drag marks on the ground. It's like that, but if they weren't murdered, and it was kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is sad. <laughs> yeah, and and you could figure out the story if you wanted to, or you could not. You yeah. could just yeah. treat it like or whatever it is. Do yeah. your job. Just do your job. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't look at anything else. Just you know, fix the eyeballs, glue glue mm. the eyelids, <laughs> stitch up the mouth. <laughs> I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, break break the muscle joints. <laughs> not break. Massage. Massage. Yeah. Massage. Break up the rigor mortis. Yeah. Yeah. That interesting. It's made okay. by uh, Laundry Bear Games. A mortician's nice. tale. Yeah, very good game, it, it seemed like. Um, so, all right, cool. So that was a mortician's tale. And now that brings us to, um, so Joe and Troy, um, did you guys play anything this week? Yes, Brian. Yes. We played a lot <laughs> of thing this week. So much thing this week. So much thing that I was talking about this game yesterday, and I mentioned that it came out two weeks ago. It hasn't <laughs> even been a week. <laughs> nope. Not even one. Yep. But I feel like we've put over two weeks worth of gaming into this title. Yes. Oh, Joe definitely has. Joe's been playing it pretty much where she wakes up and then she starts playing it. And then she stops playing it and she goes to sleep. Yeah, that's that's uh, today I did a couple of productive things, but outside of today, I would totally have to agree with that. Yeah. So we are talking about Ghosts of Seshuma, the open world samurai fantasy game made by Sucker Punch Studios, the creators of Sly Cooper and Infamous uh, Acclaim. Uh, Joe, Joe, this game, this game. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, it's so good. Can, can you give us an elevator pitch in case someone hasn't been um, you know, following the hype, of jumping course. on that train? So, so uh, the, the setup for this game is to, is to bring a very tried and true uh, genre open world, a la uh, uh, Zelda: Breath of the Wild or Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, but instead place it in the world of feudal Japan in the late 1200s, and you get to play as a samurai who is who has broken, uh, who has been accosted by an enemy who, in his view, does not have honor. And it throws your ideas of what honor is into the mix and says, 
maybe you have to change the way you think about <laughs> about you know honor and fighting and, and how you treat others in order to save others. So it's it's a it's an interesting tale of 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 one samurai compromising their way to victory. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good rendition. I agree. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I, okay, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of this game. Um, Go for it. And for me, spoilers? it is no, spoilers? Uh, no, not story related. Okay. Uh, the, no. Yeah, the story. The story's fine. The story's totally great, and I think the character work they do is is outshines the, the 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 story. Good stuff there. But my favorite part of this game is the world itself. The art direction is amazing. The lighting, the particle effects, uh, the 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 use of of mountains and landscapes. Um, I have to say, this is probably the winner for most pictures taken per minute. <laughs> <laughs> and we got some strong contenders up there: Red Dead Redemption, Spider Man. Like I got, I got God of War. But I think this one, like. Half of the game is me playing the game, and half of it is me uh, taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to stylize it to be what what that island would have been like back then, but they didn't want to make it like you know hand for hand exactly like that. They wanted to still make this a video game, so it is fantasized. It like you'll be walking one section where it's just green and lovely, and then right across the river, it's just pure golden yellow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no real reason for it, but you don't care. It's just a fun, cool-looking video. Stark reds, big greens. And when it comes to open-world games, so much of those, uh, when you play it, is you either getting from point A to point B, and most of your time is just traveling either next to uh you know a character who's leading you somewhere or you trying to discover little uh secrets of the world and and whatnot so the world is so important and i think that they have made it so immersive that doing all of the trappings that are very common for for open world games feel fresh and feel beautiful feel like i'm i'm living a painting and a movie at the same time very cinematic that's awesome. That's How about you, Joe? I I would have to agree uh, that the world is kind of amazing. It's it's one of those every story is organically placed and everything feels even though I've done these things a thousand times in other open world games, they all feel like you are supposed to be doing them and you you kind of just stumbled into it as opposed to I on purpose ran over this way <laughs> to go interact with this person to start this next mission. But for me, I think my my favorite thing about it is actually how it has so I really like the story. I like samurai movies a lot. I like Japan a lot. So the the feudal-ish era and the, just the style of how all this is playing out is really cool to me. But I think I really, really like that in the opening of the series, the story, I don't want to play the game the way, like the way the main character's mind has to change. I want to be a samurai. So it's it's really difficult to play some of the game and not do some of the things that you know you're supposed to do because you're supposed to be turning more into the ghost. You're supposed to be doing some things that are not honorable I mean, because you have to if you want to save people. Pretty and much. It, like, it, I, it, they, they ask you to be a ninja. Like you, you're a yeah. samurai, but they ask you to do ninja stuff like assassinate people from behind, you know, throw throw kunai out of nowhere, like you know, right. kind of trick your enemy, use deception to win. And it's a struggle. It, it really is, and I think I, I think they did such a good job making me care about how I don't I want Jin, the main character, to feel like he's still honorable and to feel like he's still war. I want to feel like I'm a warrior and that I'm honorable. So like 
most of the game is as beautiful as it is and like everything about the game is gorgeous i have spent more i agree also have spent more time in picture mode in this this is probably close to breath of wild level of <laughs> how often i take pictures in it it's so hard though when you 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 get to a point where you just feel bad for him because you see him like breaking down and like yeah. they did such a great job making me care about how I'm playing the game. And, yeah. and I feel like that is a lot. That is a feat to itself. I was able to watch a developer interview from last year. Uh, you know, when, when you know, E3 and conventions were a thing. Oh, right. You mean when people could like be near each other? Mandy, they were like on a couch literally uh, two feet next to each other. They didn't shake hands, did they? They did shake oh my hands gosh. and there were like five of them <laughs> five of them oh my goodness and in that developer uh conversation interview what you're going through joe is exactly what they wanted you to go through that's exactly what the character is going through the idea of hey the game is telling me to do all this assassination stuff i don't want to but it's there it's there and it's tempting and you know what the occasion has come especially for me where i'm like if i don't do this that person is going to die. That innocent is going to is not going to make it. You know, to by honor, I will I will assassinate this person. I will smoke. I will throw that smoke bomb. I will you know hit that that uh that that fire with an explosion sticky bomb. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I'm right that there loud. with you. I, if it didn't force you to do it, I probably would have tried to avoid doing it more. But it does directly, you, you are supposed to be doing some of yeah. that. So like when it forced me to do it, I was like, oh man, this just feels wrong. But at the same time, it is it is the, the only point. way to win in some sequences. Yeah. And they did such a great job. I, I am, I'm just very impressed with everything. Yeah, I've everything never about felt the game is fun. guilty um, unlocking nodes on my skill tree before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was very funny because I'm watching the game. I don't know, I'm watching Joe play. I've watched you play on stream. I watched our other friend Bobby play on stream. And it's it's always funny, like you go into a into like a camp and like everything's you know all pretty much monotone, but then you still see red barrels, and yeah. it's like oh, <laughs> it's a red barrel. I guess everybody just paints their explosives red <laughs> in all of time. You know? but, but once again, it's it's like they're using just you playing video games as like the temptation to not like have a big old like traditional standoff against your enemy. Because I want to play this game like Assassin's Creed. I want to hit that red barrel. I want to sneak around mm -hmm. and do all that stuff. And they know you want to do that, which is why I think it's so interesting that they challenge you not to while giving you the tools to do it. <laughs> yeah. I have yet to do that. Have I, you hit one? I, I keep forgetting. I I kill everybody. Like I'll stand off and I'll kill everybody or I'll assassinate yeah. the few that I have to and then, then, then kill the rest of them like in their fight in front so, of them. And then mm -hmm. I see the red barrels and I'm like, Oh man, this would have been so much easier if I just blown that up. <laughs> <laughs> so w w one quick thing uh, um, uh, to touch on would would be the combat. You mentioned the the standoff just now. I think that's another aspect of this game that really nails. They could have very easily have gone with a traditional uh, a parry system, a la Batman or The Witcher, where you kind of get an indication when you're supposed to do things. Uh, with this game, you actually need to look at the enemies that you're fighting um, in order to parry them for the most part. Uh, meaning you have to press the button when they're about to hit you. The game's not going to tell you, hey, now's your time. They'll tell you when to dodge, but they won't tell you when to parry. <laughs> yeah, the, um, I, I really like that a lot of the parrying and the dodging also has to do with the type of care, the type of villain you're against, like the type of... Uh, if you're using the wrong stance, this, the, you, it will do nothing. 
You'll actually yeah. still get hit because you don't dodge appropriately because you're not standing the right way. And I was like, this is insane, but I love it. They, they are somehow, with the combat, they allowed a level of strategy to to come in while not um, while not taking away from any of the fluidity of, 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 of the combat. And I think that just makes me feel more like a samurai because I'm not just mashing buttons. I'm also not just dodging and, and poking. I'm I'm literally thinking myself through the fight and then executing. And it's a very thoughtful way of doing it. The standoff stuff is great because you you hold the button and it's literally like like a showdown. Whoever you know lets go at the right time first will will get you know will win that standoff. And that's how I start probably eighty five percent of of combat in this game. Same. The combat's very pretty too. It has a fluidity to it in like some games when you're fighting and then the last bad guy dies, they'll break into a cinematic of you like chopping their head off or spinning around in circle. And I feel like the fighting in this game all feels like that last minute where it's got that pretty like seamless fluidity. Mm -hmm. You're not just like chop, chop, chop. Chop, 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 chop. Right. Swish. It's there's, like swish the whole time. There's there's a, there's a drama to it. Uh, the way that I play is I, I tend to kind of back up and wait for the opponent to hit. So there's that moment where you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. Slice, 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 done. It, it's a very, Santa, I mean, for me, uh, 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 samurai fantasy fulfilling <laughs> moment. <laughs> I, it, for me, it's entirely dependent on the type of, of bad guy. If it is yeah. a shield bad guy or a brute, I I'm on the offensive actually. Really? I go after them and stagger them because yeah. it's the only it's the fast way to kill them. And then as sure. soon as they're out of the way, then I can kind of like I can flow like water, as Bruce Lee says, <laughs> around everything else. Ooh, that but was I, some I will say that, Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, Bruce Lee, he was amazing. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the spear guys are the ones that I cannot stand. They're fast. Those guys, I have to back up so much and I have to be so defensive because even mm-hmm. when I'm supposed to be dodging and, and I'm thinking I'm dodging appropriately or parrying appropriately, I'm not. I never am. <laughs> They're going to stab me. I need to make sure I've got at least two or three resolve ready to go because it doesn't... There was one thing I did which was like five spear guys and I was like, why? Why are you doing this to me? I don't I don't want to have to like smoke bomb and assassinate these guys. I didn't. I used arrows instead. Yeah. But it still, it still didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. What's great is that after all of that combat, even though it's such a rush of adrenaline, they they add in a lot of serenity into this game, which I think is probably uh, one of the the driving signatures of this title. They have uh, uh, places where you can actually compose haikus. You sit down, you reflect on on peace, uh, strife. In Mandy's case, fear when she made her haiku, <laughs> and. When you sit down, a, a Japanese woman's uh, voice comes on to sing a traditional song, and I actually find myself as a person taking deeper breaths, just looking, enjoying, not rushing. And I think that balance of like super intense combat and very peaceful traversal has made for a really dynamic experience, which in other uh, other hands could, could have been a very generic open world game. Yeah. Very much so agreed. All right, cool. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts from Lewis? Because I know you guys talked with him yesterday. He is a picture mode monster. Lewis takes <laughs> the best pictures out of all of us. I yeah. was yeah. very excited when we started our picture club. I don't even look at it anymore because he he beat he won he won. I don't know <laughs> he won. He I, yeah, you've got good ones too, Joe. But I I, I you, you know no what? he won he won. <laughs> He won. He won like that standoff. Did you guys <laughs> put what these was on great? Instagram? Are we going to put these on Instagram? Oh, yes. we could. Yeah, we'll, we'll put some yeah, of our pictures that. on Instagram. We'll we'll tag our names in it so you know who did what. I'm going to take all all the credit for Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was great, right actually. 
uh, my roommate came downstairs while I was taking a picture. She goes, wow, that's really cool. I'm like, oh, you think this is cool? You got to see what Lewis has done. It's amazing. She goes, hey, don't discredit yourself. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say my picture was bad. No, 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 There's no, no, nothing no. wrong with my picture. My picture is freaking gorgeous, but it's nothing compared to Lewis's pictures. You don't understand. There's just such art to what he's doing. And I thought I was like really picky about the angle and the right. lighting and making the shadows fall right. Nah, bro. Lewis. <laughs> We bow to you, sir. I'm afraid to show my pictures because I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't keep up with you two. There really was so many pictures where she's like, how did he get that angle? I know. What? So he, and every time he asked me, he's just like, it was just luck. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you that, spent that... two hours on this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm chasing Lewis. I'm trying. I'm trying to find. I, I've I've been I've lost battles now because I've been looking at it versus playing and combat. To I've been like, oh, that would make a really great picture if I just let him lean in. Oh, I missed it. Okay, so not a big deal. I'll get another chance. I'll get another chance. <laughs> All right, well, cool. Well, so what was that, Amanda? I was like, Lewis is just like, oh, I just accidentally hit the share button. I just, you know, my, my, yeah. my thumb bumped it. Whatever. Was, yeah. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> it's like those people who accidentally take selfies. Like, uh-huh. You know uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, well, cool. So that was Ghosts of Seshima. And uh, I imagine you guys will probably release. be talking. That's right. New release. <laughs> I think I think we should friend zone this when we are done playing it so we can talk about the story because the story is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Friend like Zone it. is our oh, new segment on Twitch. Check us out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it's dragons and friends. That's right. All right. So that'll do it for our games this week. Now it brings us to our news segments. I said a news, new, new news, news. I said a news. So this week, uh, I'm going to start with a, uh, a a pretty weird one. Uh, so Carrion got released. It is a pixel art monster horror game where you play as the monster trying to escape from a lab. No, oh, ape out. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> but, you know, a uh, a grotesque horror monster, if you will. <laughs> mm. It's it's very weird. It's from Devolver Digital. So ah. there, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> they and, are the, um, the Tarantino of, <laughs> of, oh, yeah. of gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's a pretty great concept, and I do look forward to playing it. Uh, but if you have a Switch, look at the icon for it. And uh, it's basically, how do I put it nicely? It's it's a giant gaping monster vagina is ah. what it is. <laughs> you had to say it's, gaping. Oh, it's gaping. Oh, it's gaping. All right. If if you are a if you are a 80s kid uh, or a 90s kid, uh, think of Goatsy. But don't look it up. <laughs> Why did this have to devolve into this? I don't. I don't understand any of your references. But we are going. to Oh, Google that's it. a good thing you don't. You it's don't a good thing to. you don't. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm googling it now. Yeah, Google it. And so, if you have a switch, it's pretty interesting. And uh, personally, I'm all for monster vaginas. You know, we have to look at monster penises every single time we look at an alien from the Aliens franchise. But it's probably not the best to have it on the switch. You know, the family console. <laughs> it's interpretive. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see how you could see that. It also kind of just looks like a like a monster cave. Like a weird ear. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, That's I definitely a very weird say, ear. But like... <laughs> um, but Devolver Digital has already come out and says that a new icon is under review for it. Uh, okay. So it'll pro- it might even be changed before this podcast releases. But never on the internet. Never on the internet. Forever. It's, it's forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But what definitely has changed, though, is that Mixer has finally had its last day this week. The streaming platform shut down for good. I believe it was either Tuesday or Wednesday and unfortunately went out with a whimper. Not that many people were actually streaming or watching it on its very last day, uh, which I think is just kind of so strange to me that Mixer came out to kind of challenge Twitch when it comes to streaming. And then got Ninja, the highest, you know, g- grossing streamer ever, and then yep. just died. <laughs> that's, yeah. That sounds like a business thing. That sounds like, oh, we saw an opportunity and we're like, we can totally do that. And they're like, yeah, we'll just pay for these things. And then they looked at the numbers and went like, oh, wait, there might be more to this than that. How much money have we lost? Oh, yeah. Shut that down. Too late. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah we haven't, we Gosh. didn't roll it out right or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think Phil Spencer uh, actually came out and says he doesn't have any regrets about it. That he he was, was he, he was glad that? that they did. Uh, he he's he's one of the the voices behind it. He was one of the okay, you know, one of the people that made all, a bunch of the decisions. Uh, so he was like, you know, we gave it the good old college try. Yeah, it just didn't work out. So, um, yeah, learn some so, lessons, move on, yeah. apply or, it to exactly. The next. Or one out for Mixer. At least they showed uh, Twitch or Amazon that they're not. <laughs> they, they can bleed. <laughs> they can bleed. Yeah. <laughs> they proved it. Exactly. So some good news now, though. At least for those of us who like over-the-top cel-shaded graffiti action, which really should be everyone, <laughs> uh, a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio has been announced called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is almost as good as the name as Jet Set Radio. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, it will also have the original Jet Set Radio's composer working on the soundtrack. Well, there you go. If Sega's not going to actually make another Jet Set Radio, let somebody else do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I I love that game. That game was so interesting, innovative. Uh, Came out during a time where, you know, like Tony Hawk's were coming out and stuff like that. But it and had like Tony a Hawk's, rollerblade action. Tony Hawk's coming out again this year. So yeah, and that, yeah it is. Yeah, <laughs> the time is right. <laughs> yeah. So, but it it looks really good. Definitely look up the trailer if you are interested. Uh, it's it's awesome. Speaking of amazing music, Roki, a new indie game, will be released with an actual real record, or should we say a record will be released with a game? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 a cool concept. It's um, it's beautiful too. It's like clear and it's like this really light it's a blue clear color. record. Yeah, it's very pretty. All right. Yeah. We just got a record player. Oh uh, yeah. We're ready for this. <laughs> Let's go. Uh continuing with the good news though, while 2K has come out and said that all next gen games will be $70 from them, Ubisoft has said that it, they will keep the current $60 price tag for all next gen titles. Um, and that could change in the future. Of course, but uh, it's nice to know for now, especially in these times, that games will be the current price. You know, you don't have to worry about the extra ten bucks. I think they should be seventy dollars, and they should use that extra ten dollars, and they should work on their HR policies. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, Ubisoft I mean, I agree. has to. Has to <laughs> is, yeah, they're definitely trying to make some good face right now in light of all of the uh, sexual allegations that are being uh, lobbied at them right now. I saw a new article come out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, from someone who actually worked there and is now an eSport, uh, in eSports. And uh, she really was just talking about how it generally, yes, Ubisoft is a problem, but it, the entire industry is, is rampant with the just the way they treat women. And I think we've talked about on this podcast before when it, came to, when it comes to how just you all are treated online as a woman, right, right. you know? And, oh, and yeah. that stuff is, doesn't just stop on, you know, when we're playing the game. That is 
uh, the reason why that hasn't been fixed is because a lot of that stuff was happening in the companies. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. you know, It'll so. be like, oh, we don't want to make video games with main characters that are women because yeah. they, they don't sell as well. well. We'll ignore the fact that less women probably play online games because they're constantly bullied and maybe yeah. there would be more women playing games. So it's like <laughs> a problem that perpetuates itself. I'm sure there's a lot of data behind it. An, an um, article came out recently where they... Uh, where they were able to prove that uh, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Cassandra was supposed to be the only protagonist in that game, but because of there was another protagonist in that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish because <laughs> of uh, you know development developmental talk, they convinced the team that they needed to have some type of male lead option because women wouldn't sell a woman wouldn't sell the game at that time, which baffles me. And uh, yeah, if you I agree. Look back at the ace at the Assassin's Creed franchise, you can see all the different moments where they tried to bring women to the forefront and then either they just got undercut or they throw in a guy just because you need a guy, whether it's syndicate or origins. And the more you see it, the more you're just like, Oh, yikes. And even with the new game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's like, Oh yeah. Why can't we just have a, a female protagonist? <laughs> Is yeah. it that hard? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like, like I don't want to support a company that isn't, great with their employees i'm hoping that they do better so so i'm gonna make myself better yeah. by buying assassin's creed but only playing as lady avor there because that's a that's a social stance i <laughs> I, I am for improvement yes i am Agreed. for Agreed. any steps that they can take and hopefully and i will definitely hope they do make steps um to get absolutely. there absolutely yeah absolutely and uh, the last bit of news, from me at least, uh, Square Enix has said that it wants to release Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two as quickly as possible while also maintaining the quality and even upping it from the first part. And uh, as we discussed here before, they have the systems down. It's just the story and cinematics that really need the work. Uh, so hopefully it shouldn't be as long of a wait. I'm hoping personally for our first quarter 2022 release, uh, which is exactly two years after the first one. So... That's what I. That's what my plan slash hope is for this. Cool. Is that it only takes two two years to to do. That sounds reasonable. Uh, that sounds like a that would be fast, but also still good. <laughs> I think they can do it, and I want more. I want more of that story. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, uh, and then next, Joe has some words of encouragement. <laughs> I do. I am very excited this weekend, which I believe by the time you're listening to this may already you'd be halfway through if you listen to it immediately. Uh, Go Fest is this weekend for Pokemon Go, and I'm hoping that all the trainers ha get out there and uh, battle Team Rocket. They're in their balloons with their Meowth balloons and their regular balloons, chasing everybody <laughs> around. I am very excited about Go Fest because this year it is open. It isn't uh, something you have to travel to Chicago to go do and hopefully get tickets randomly through a lottery. You can just pop on there and pay them $15, and then you have the whole weekend open to you. So everybody out there who's uh, going to be doing Go Fest, I I'm with you. I got you. I got your back, trainers. Catch me a Snorlax. I got please. you, fam. A shiny Snorlax? Is that a thing? I'm not sure. What's yeah, up? it's still a thing. Does, still a thing. does Snorlax have a mega evolution? Yeah, it's Morlax. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, I think he has one of those giant evolutions that was in the last Pokemon game, though. Okay. Giga, Giga Snorlax? Okay. Yeah, Giga Max, whatever it is. Giga Max Snorlax? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Giga, Giga Max Snorlax. sounds like a name of a TV yeah. that I would buy. This yeah. is the Sony Giga Max <laughs> with Gigamax. 5K. <laughs> I don't know. I, I went to Saints Row and I'm like, that's a gun in Saints Row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Gigamax. <laughs> Makes you dance. <laughs> and then um, Troy, though, has the uh, last but the biggest bit of news for us. So take it, Troy. Yeah, I'll keep it brief. Uh, 
Uh, we'll see about week, that. <laughs> <laughs> this week, the Xbox showcase uh, dropped, and what that means is Xbox finally got to show off some gameplay. They did good. <laughs> some, not all of them, but some. <laughs> all right, that's true. That's true. But they they got to they got to put their games at the forefront, uh, which was great. So let, let's take a look at some of the the big games that they announced and showed at this event. Uh, right off the bat, Halo Infinite. Infinite. It, uh, spoiler alert, it's just Halo. It's Halo. You know what was weird, <laughs> With though? With the grappling hook. There was <laughs> the a grappling nice, hook. Which reminded me of Doom to, for some reason, just being oh. <laughs> able to like, rapidly get towards an enemy. Um, uh-huh. What was weird about watching the Halo stuff for me is I forgot that Halo, you didn't really aim down sights to shoot. No. Right? And I've gotten so used to like either Call of Duty or Destiny, where you have to look down the sights in order to, you know, then shoot. The idea of them just like capping fools from the hip, I was like, what is this strange <laughs> form of fighting? I think only the sniper had you zoom. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's still what it is. And watching the gameplay, it just stood out to me. I didn't realize that, you know, they were there before then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rare came is coming out with a new game. Rare, they're the makers of Banjo-Kazooie and the early Donkey Kong games. Um, great music, Viva Pinata. They are coming out with a game called Everwild. And uh, the trailer of this, it's hard to explain. Go watch it if you can. But it doesn't look like there's any combat. It doesn't look like there's any adversaries. It looks like you're just kind of living in this world as a druid, connecting with animals, saving them, you know, helping them if they're sick. Yeah, you're like a vet. It's beautiful. It's so yeah, it's beautiful. So it does. It yes. looks great. I, I, was, I was looking at it the whole time. I'm like, I, I would, can we buy an Xbox for this? I would yeah. buy an Xbox for this. <laughs> They've nailed the fur tech <laughs> in that oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Outer Worlds is getting a new DLC, but uh, for those of us who loved Outer Worlds, Mandy, you're your Outer Worlds person, right? I did play that game. Yeah. It was very good. Um, Grounded looks like a, uh, a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids multiplayer game, which I am for Meh. 100%. What? How are you not? You're not going to be tiny and roll with me? Nah. <laughs> well, first we have to get an Xbox, which, which we probably uh, won't do. No, um, you can play most of these games on the Windows 10. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah, so you can play, I think, in. every single, I think almost every single game, if not every single game they announced, you can play on Windows 10 as well. It's just, I think, like, half of them are going to be console exclusive first, which means they're going to release, you know, for exclusively, maybe for, like, a week or a month, however long, and then it'll be on Windows. Yeah. Um, Funny thing about that grounded game, it can't, it popped up. I was like, "This is the, this is adorable. I, yeah. I really like this." I'm, ooh, it's spiders! Oh, you can find ladybug. That's great. I'm like maybe, maybe this will be another game I could, I could buy an Xbox for. This would be great. And then there was ants, and I was like, "Oh, I'm out." Oh, <laughs> All types of ants. I'm, I'm out. Spiders. I'm so out. Brian's like, "Why would you have thought there wouldn't be ants? This, you're, you're like in a backyard. They're probably like the one of the main thing." I'm like, "Nope, I'm out. I'm out. I can't. I can't even game, watch this anymore. I'm getting itchy." This game hit home for me because I really liked those movies growing up. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and also I remember going to Universal Studios where they created yeah, a place that made you mm-hmm. feel like you were in the movie. And I've been chasing that dream ever since. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want that Oreo. I want that big Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there's other games to look up. Go, go find them out. The Gunk looks cool. Psychonauts 2 had a nice song by Jack Black. The but Medium most, looks really interesting and really creepy. The Medium, where you're kind of playing a game in both realities that you can switch back and forth. One is scary. The other one is depressing. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I'll take depressing over whatever was going on in that f- frightening world. I, I feel like you have to switch back and forth between the two in order to get through certain areas. Do I have to, though? I feel like I just want to stay in one and just be like, you can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> um, be a very short game yeah yeah <laughs> and uh but most importantly they dropped um a announced trailer 
for a game that Mandy has not been looking forward to at all for the past nope. seven years. Uh, <laughs> Fable. Is this Fable's Inquisition? <laughs> Fable is real. Fable four. <laughs> and and it, the the trailer is really really cute. It's a fairy flying around, and you're like, well, this could be anything. Maybe it's Fable. But as soon as that fairy gets eaten by the frog, you're like. This is Fable. Either, <laughs> yeah. either the fairy was going to fart or get eaten. I knew that that's how it was going to be Fable or not. So how do you feel, Mandy? It's, it's a game you wanted. I did a little bit of research into this because it was very. there were a few things that were very important. One, that they were working on it, and that, that makes me very happy. And two, that a UK team was working on it. Because if Fable is anything, it is like very, um, very British. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't want to lose that. Um, and, and Microsoft isn't UK so owned. It, so I did. Yes, it is. It is. It's being made by Playground, the same people who uh, made Forza, which makes me a little nervous because Forza is very different from Fable. But um, it is. It is being. And I'm hoping. I'm, I'm looking mm. forward to the humor and the maybe, chickens. Maybe they'll add cars to this medieval don't, fantasy. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> don't put that in the ether. <laughs> it's gonna be Fable's Motorsports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. But one, one thing we're actually hoping for, and maybe just the internet can help us out with this, everyone message Xbox and tell them to release Fable 2 and 3 because it's never been released for the PC. So you cannot, oh, yeah. if you don't already own it, you can't play it. And in some cases, if you do own it, you still can't play it. So there's no way to play the three games in, in, in anticipation for the fourth. So hashtag listen to us, hashtag Fable. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag. Well, hashtag listen to us anyways. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Yeah, it was, it was actually a really good, uh, an, um, what is it, an event? It was actually a really good event. That yeah. um, I, 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 Again, I wish they showed just a little bit more gameplay because a lot of it really was like trailer gameplay versus gameplay gameplay that sure, I saw. Sure, sure. But from what I did see, I did like... I did like it. I liked it a lot more than the last major event that it's, they did. It's worth noting that that every game that that they showed on that list will be available on Game Pass. Yes, um, and that was one thing exactly. they're trying to show you. Like, hey, we have a really cool Game Pass. Is cool. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm an oh, I'm a Sony a person, deal. but I I can't crap on on Game Pass. It seems phenomenal. No. Uh, so a that's great, a remarkable great. feature that they're bringing out. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, uh, and then now it brings us to my favorite segment, which is. Turn up for what? Turn it for what? And this week, it's from Joe from Katsusando. Welcome to another sun-filled week in Animal Crossing. This week brought us lots of visitors, some fun theatrics, and some not-so-friendly ghosts. Flex stopped by for the July Bug-Off tournament, and many islanders have been joining forces to catch as many bugs as possible to score the maximum number of points. Villagers were excited to score tickets to the highly anticipated Hamilton and Animal Crossing musical. YouTuber Guitar Knight 14 has cast Raymond as the leading man, Alexander Hamilton himself, and is recreating the show's most popular anthems with many of the villagers we all know and love. In the neighboring island of Tsushima, reports of a ghost causing catastrophe is on the rise. Hopefully the villagers there will be able to find all the spirit pieces of wisp that scattered and score some neato armor. And now... Onto the turnips. This week, as reported by the South Jones, while rising prices continue to grow, opening this week with an average of 102 bells, the market exploded midweek with one of the highest selling prices capping out at 631. And that's it for now. This is Joe from Katsusando reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your feet to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Back to you, dragons. Turn it for what? Oh man, I I wish Wisp in Animal Crossing had a samurai sword. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish they had uh, Ghost of Shishima's armor inside of Animal Crossing. Oh. Well, they do kind of, right? They, some, samurai they got some samurai yeah, armor in there. I've been wearing like samurai greaves all week. Oh, you want some shoulder pads? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll work no, on I want the cape. Want I want that flowing cape. Oh, oh yeah. traveler's attire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We can't talk about ghosts again. I, I will. I can no, talk no, no. forever. <laughs> Another day. Another day. Another day. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that'll do it for our news segment, which brings us now to Gamers Digest. Yum. Yum. <laughs> See, I did a deep voice. And I did a deep voice. That was a good was deep good. voice. Baby. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> you can't tell which one was Troy and which one was me. I dare you. I dare no, you to figure not. it out. Double dog dare you. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be doing Gamers Digest. This is the feature where we get to where we ask the question, what if this game was a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you look at franchises. So this week, in lieu of Ghost of Sushima coming out, we wanted to look at one of Sucker Punch's biggest franchises, and that is the infamous series. The series that is based around a super an action-packed open world superhero game where you get to fight uh as uh using good benevolent moves or very evil dark <laughs> not so <laughs> benevolent moves so what's this infamous series called um infamous uh, i get oh, it infamous. I get it oh huh? oh i get it now okay i, I, I truly think i th- actually to 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 yes and yeah. for, for for brian yes. is i think that if infamous is also going to be a sandwich the sandwich has to be infamous okay, and i think because right. the game is good that yes. it needs to be infamous because like maybe it tastes really good but it's really bad for you so i'm going to say that mm. the sandwich maybe it has a lot of calories okay but you don't realize it. Like you think it's it maybe. Yeah, that's for why you. it's infamous. Mm. No, 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 you don't have to know. You, you don't, no, 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 you have to know that it's bad for you because it's famous for being for being bad for being bad, which I, is what infamous okay. means. Yeah, I think it needs to be a very hot sandwich. Like this is a sandwich that's either Ooh, char- yeah. like like they either blowtorch the top of it, or they or <laughs> it goes through one of those things where it, it nukes the sandwich, where it's like so hot, like it's 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 like and it ha- like it's got to be like one of those like when you when you burn pastrami a little bit on the edges. Ooh. Okay, so so yeah. like so like 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 charred hot, not like spicy hot. Oh, what if no it's no like yeah a- charred and warm yeah. What if it's like a brisket? What if it's like a slow mm-hmm. cooked like a brisket meaty- sandwich? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I would say I like those that. games are very meaty. Uh, the, you know what? The yeah. first one is like fluff. The first one would be like, like um, maybe like the gravy that would be on a on a brisket, where it's just kind of light. You get what's going on, and you you just like enjoy it, was, it. It was technically barbecue, but you know you, they yeah. only cooked it for an hour or so. So I mean, it tasted good, but it was but, mostly the sauce. But that second game, you got some meat. Like you really started digging into what 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 the repercussions of these powers were. In the second game, I think it's because of, because of you, like an entire area floods, and you're dealing with the aftermath of of yeah. I think it was Louisiana, actually. This was before Katrina uh, hit. So it was like actually like really, uh, it was it was a hard game to play, which is that meat that kind of... Uh, they they do have an entire superhero whose paper whose uh, powers revolve around paper. So I do think this sandwich is going to be like wrapped in like a, like a newspaper. Oh, okay. Because you okay. can't get it on your hands. Mean. Yeah. And they yeah, are pretty absolutely. well-made games. Yeah. I'd yeah. say. And so, and so I would say the first game is more like a nice airy bread. It's a good platform. Uh, it's got a. Okay. It's got a nice. It's a good base that the, you can base everything oh, else yeah. on top of. What's like a? What's a? What's like a very airy bread? A Cuban bread is. Is that very airy? No, Cuban no? bread. Cuban no, bread is delicious. It's, little, it's thick. Yeah. Um, soft. I, think I could go with like a. I could go with like a French roll. A French you know, roll. Like a nice. Sure, a nice yeah. French roll. 
Um, that's what I would say the first game is. But then that uh, second game, I agree, is like a brisket. I was like, you, you yeah. know how sometimes you get the barbecue and then they put that piece of bread under the barbecue so it just soaks up all of there the, you go. all of the juices and the goodness so you just have that like soggy piece of yeah yeah nice yeah. now that's infamous too yeah well no no Ryan's <laughs> saying infamous one is just yeah. that piece of bread which by itself I mean it's a delicious piece of bread but you add the brisket oh. on top of it and it's just like it's a good foundation it percolates yeah yeah I see. yeah I see I I think then um I would say then the presentation, okay? It's it's like you get like this nice brisket sandwich. It's juicy, it's fluffy, but it's well put together. I think it's got to come on a plate with like uh it's got to be dressed nice. Uh, Joe, how do you dress up a a, a a plate like how do you plate something like a sandwich to make it seem extra? Okay, so you would normally add like a little flag of some sort. You would always make sure the okay. lettuce is sticking out slightly and you would actually drizzle a mustard or drizzle Ooh, something yeah. onto the sandwich and it would fall on the sandwich in a nice swiggly line. Since See, this is infamous, and, yeah. I don't think it should be drizzled. I think it should be like half of the sandwich is dark, half of the sandwich is light. <laughs> I, you know what? I think it should be drizzled. It should still be dark and light and use different sauces, but the drizzle should be in like the form it. of like lightning bolts because that's oh, what you yes. have in the game. You have electricity power. This sandwich is So it'd be drizzled extra. with like little zigzags. Yeah. Uh, this this game also came out in the era of DLC. Not that DLC doesn't exist now, but I feel like mm-hmm. that DLC is like side dishes. Like this comes with corn yeah. and it comes with coleslaw no, 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 no. The and side, a pickle. The side pickle. dish for Infamous, the, the, the original Infamous games would be like uh, blood pudding. Oh, that because sounds delicious. Their DLC was Festival of Blood. It was Ooh. a vampire based That's right. <laughs> DLC. So enjoy that brisket sandwich drizzled with, with light and dark dressing dipped in blood pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty British. Yeah. <laughs> and all those are choices too. You can you can choose to dip it in the if you want. You don't but it's a good sandwich even if you don't dip it into the DLC, you know? Right. Like, it's it, it's standalone by but, itself. Uh, just to, just to clarify to make sure I remember, blood pudding's just just mashed potatoes with a little bit of zhush in it, right? I, I have no idea, actually. I think there actually is, like, I like think coagulated blood in it. Yes, yes, but they are mashed yes. potatoes. They are fundamentally just, like... Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, so if anyone didn't know what that was, it's oh. not, like, I, pudding made from blood. It's just mashed potatoes with a little bit of blood uh, in I, to be honest, don't it. really It's know. like an au jus. Uh, since au jus is made with the the, seep, the blood seepage and whatnot, I think it's it's an au jus, so... Huh. Technically, it's still blood. I think. Oh, oh, it's yeah. definitely in there. But if you were imagining like someone took a cup of pig blood and then like put <laughs> oh, jello pudding oh God, in no. it, and, like put it in the fridge, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> she is correct. It is not that. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is not blood push pudding. And then, and then, infamous second son is the same sandwich, but it's like Kobe beef. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like, hey, same and stuff. I, but, ooh. I feel like if you make Kobe beef into barbecue, that people get angry. <laughs> oh, I don't know about it. Wagyu beef? I don't know. What's like a nice cut of, of, of beef? Maisawa sure. A5 Wagyu. There it is. That, there that's what and then Second Son They is. run a promotion, so that way they give it to you for free. That way you buy the rest of the sandwiches. You know? oh. That way you buy the other sandwich. Because, you know, the Second Son, they did give away for free for for the PS uh, Plus for one of the months. Yeah, yeah, so, they did. They did. So, yeah, that's how I played it. 
and, <laughs> and it really got me into the infamous franchise. It, you know, so be, I think that's what it is. And you know, it would work the same if I went to this restaurant, right? And they were known for this brisket uh, sandwich, and then you, you know, you upgrade it, get, get better. And then like you go away, you travel, and then you come back to this restaurant, and they're like, "Oh no, we're so, we're serving sushi now." You'd be like, "Wait, what? <laughs> 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 what happened to the brisket?" And they're like, "Oh, it's still there, but but try our Japanese fusion." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, sucker punch! You all are great." <laughs> <laughs> and the sushi was also really it good. Was really good. They put really brisket good. in it. <laughs> oh, I would, I would totally eat a brisket sushi. Uh, is that what Ghost of Tsushima is? <laughs> I don't. What do you call brisket it? Sushi? What do you call uh, uh, uncooked beef? Uh, it's prepared. Um, it, I already used to order it all the time, and I, it's a uh, tataki. 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 Yeah. Meat to tataki. Yeah. yeah. It's a tataki. All right. So, uh, so yeah. I, I, that's a good sounding sandwich. Oh, open face brisket. beef brisket sandwich. Yeah. 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 Wrapped in uh, wrapped in a piece of paper, with a uh, side of blood pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you really wanted that in there. Yeah. You were thinking about that. Don't forget the drizzle. Don't forget light the drizzle. dark drizzle. Yeah, got some ranch drizzle on, on one side. That's very nice, and then like some super spicy drizzle on the other side for the for like the evil stuff. Yeah, I like it. Some like nice. ghost pepper stuff. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. That's right. <laughs> Everything just keeps coming back to ghosts today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, cool, cool. So that'll do it for our gamers digest. And Yum. now that brings us Yeah. <laughs> you said it. You said it. I'm gonna say it, man. You're sure, you're sure, you're right, you're right. I should have paused. It was my fault. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that does bring us to our Dragon of the Week. Do, 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 do. It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's so sweet. It's the dragon of the week. It'll wake you meet. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. Did you say meat? I, yeah. I, I, Brisket. It's, <laughs> uh, but dragon of the week is our chance to show a little love to the industry people. Uh, and the industry groups or, you know, anything that's that has to do with games. Learn a bit know? of a something. Yeah, learn a little bit of something. And this week, we have Troy bringing it to us. That's me. My dragon of the week is Chris Zimmerman, developer and co-founder of Sucker Punch Productions. Yes, Sucker Punch, of course, is who we've been talking about all podcasts long. (laughs) (laughs) So why stop now? We have a theme. (laughs) We thought about it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to take the story of Chris Zimmerman back to the 1980s. Get Ooh. get the get the hairspray ready. Get the neon That's stockings right. going. Um, so Chris <laughs> Zimmerman was actually pretty deeply entrenched in Microsoft at that time in the late '80s. I think it was probably in his I don't know mid twenties or so. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was working with his friend Brian Fleming. They worked at at Microsoft. They did their dues. They helped launch. Microsoft in the 90s, which is like when Microsoft became Microsoft. Yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so around 1994, they kind of looked at, at, at themselves and were like, you know, this is great. We've been, we've been having a good time. But uh, I think I'm good. Like, I uh, I feel like we've done what we needed to do here, and it's time to kind of move on. Now, granted, this is 1994, Right before 1995, which is Windows 95, which is like the one, like Windows 95. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. And they looked at that. It was in development. They were like, yeah, they got this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They decided to leave the company because they wanted to take the risk and they were kind of bored. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they couldn't think of anything more riskier they, to do. They didn't want to make a word processor. They were like, hmm. Literally another one, uh, the, the person who was actually uh, involved in making word joined their company like many years later. Did, did he see, he took one look at Clippy and he was like, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this Clippy nonsense? Where's those raccoon people? Um, <laughs> so they, uh, they broke out on their own to start their own game company. And at the time they were looking around at like, uh, this is 95. So it was getting to the late nineties when they got enough equipment to take it a little more seriously and they didn't have any money. So they actually gambled. <laughs> 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 they gambled oh on goodness. on March Madness, the the basketball. What? Uh, uh, you know that you know basketball used to be a thing, and yeah. they won a bunch of money. They made enough money to buy th- enough equipment. They already had the 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 know how more or less, uh, and they had friends. And but they just needed to get that nice little bump, and oh. they got it through gambling. Oh, you're saying the video game gods wanted them to open a company? <laughs> is what you're saying? It's kind actually. I think. Uh, there must be some video game gods when it comes to that. I'll, I'll get back to video games <laughs> yeah. gods in a second. They looked around at current games that were being made, Ocarina of Time, Mario Galaxy, and they realized that all of these developers who were doing things much longer than they have in the games industry were really good at what they're doing. <laughs> they And most importantly, they were like, they have such lush like like backgrounds, environments. And they didn't see that as their forte. So uh, uh, Chris Zimmerman was like, well, I'm not good at making lush environments, but I'm really good at physics. Uh, so they decided to work on their first game uh which was uh rocket robot on wheels which was a a character-based robot game that it was very based on like picking things up with physics and putting them in different places and it having a lot of dynamic physicality to it um all entrapped around a robot trying to save a carnival from a a criminal mastermind raccoon oh i see a theme either oh yeah they they got one good takeaway from that and So now that they're developing uh, a game, they realized they needed a name for their company. And they made a huge list of games, I mean, of names, right? And they couldn't decide on what it should be. So uh, Zimmerman decided to take it to his wife and and literally gave the list to his wife of over like 20 different names. And she looked through and she was like, this is good. This is good. This is good. She's like, actually, these are all good except this one and crossed it out and was like, I think the rest are fine. And they took the list and the only one crossed out was Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought and I guess he made a thought to himself I'm, I'm sure his marriage is fine now but back then he was like well if this is the only one my wife doesn't like it's probably the right one <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wrong so he wanted something edgy they went with it uh, you know yeah if, if my if my 35 year old wife thinks this is a bad name it'll probably work for the 18 year olds that we're trying to sell this game to uh, I mean she's wrong in every argument we have anyway so I mean obviously she's wrong in this one <laughs> their words not mine this is. <laughs> I am Does not anyone ever this. wonder this what a sucker interview. punch actually sounds like? What? Does oh, anyone like want actually, to know what a sucker punch sounds like? like? Brian, stand there for a second. <laughs> what? Somewhere, Chris Zimmerman's wife is high fiving you right now, Joe. <laughs> this was for her. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh my husband. Right? Why do you tell that story? <laughs> Because that'd be right again, I guess. <laughs> I like the idea that he took it back. Like, it would be funny if we picked that one. And then it seems like, yeah, it would be really funny. And then he goes back to his wife. He's like, would you be upset if I picked this one? And she's like, no, it would be really she's funny. Like, and You're going to sucker punch me with the name Sucker Punch? <laughs> um, so here's where the video game gods come in. They have this new company. They don't have a lot of money. Um, they they have such fun goals. They wanted to, now that they have this company, they, they down to the details that they want their phone number to have the name Punch in it. 
Okay. <laughs> so they decide to contact, you know, the phone people to be like, what, like, here are the combinations that we, we can buy this number so that it's, you know, eight, six punch or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. It would cost $500 though in order to do that. So they were like, ah, oh, no, don't do that. We'll just get the random one because we can't afford to. They randomly got a number eight six punch what <laughs> randomly so if there are some video game gods uh chris zimmerman and brian fleming are them <laughs> <laughs> so they saved money once again in doing that um they took their game to uh nintendo first nintendo was like nah dog we're good <laughs> take that robot game someplace else and then they decided, hey, we're going to try to do, so, do this on our own. They got a lot of, uh, they decided to take their game to E3. They got into a hotel room and just started reaching out to publications to be like, hey, could you come in and just just look, come to our hotel room, please? <laughs> we're, we're cool. We're cool. We'll go to you, yeah. whatever it takes. We're, we're, we're just, we're new at this. And they got enough cred from uh, uh, video game magazines that Ubisoft read one of the articles and was like, hey, we'll make your game. And Ubisoft in the, early in the late 90s were not Ubisoft of, of now. They were a smaller yeah. company. So, uh, so yeah, they made their game, um, the, the robot game. And as they were making it, uh, um, they did not skip a beat. They went to Sony and were like, hey, do you want this on your platform? And back then, Sony's like, no. <laughs> we don't cross platform around here. What are you trying to do? And Sucker Punch was like, you'll see. And so, and he's like, no, you'll see. <laughs> Eventually, they came back to them and worked out a deal to make Sly Cooper, which was one of my favorite franchises in video game history. They decided to run with the idea of a criminal, uh, criminal-themed uh, raccoon, and and they scored with it. Sony gave him a lot of leeway. Um, I talked about it earlier on our podcast uh, previous episode with Mark Cerny, where he had a nice hand in helping him develop it. Mark Cerny was helping develop games like Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank, and Sly Cooper felt a lot like that as well. A animal-based, character-driven <laughs> third, yeah. you know, platformer. Um, but Sly Cooper had a lot of personality to it. Yeah, they were definitely very popular at that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so th the story kind of goes as it is. Sly Cooper was great, but um, it was when they got to the infamous realm uh, three games later that Sony kind of looked at them and was like, hey, so... Look, I know we've been dating for a while, and, you know, I know it's been kind of... You're doing your own thing, we're doing our thing, but, like, you want to, like, make this official? <laughs> and like, Sucker I can put it on Facebook, and we can both hit yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to need you to uh, delete Tinder after this, is, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, Sucker Punch. And uh, this was actually in an interview. Sucker Punch did see it as, like, a girlfriend and then, like, getting, getting married to that girl uh, if they were dating girls. And so they did. Sony bought their company, and they've worked exclusively with Sony since bringing out the infamous, uh, bringing out the franchises. Um, so much so that they were able to get hands-on equipment with the PS4 and were able to be one of the debut titles for the PS4. Infamous Second That's Son awesome. launched the PlayStation 4. That's how much faith Sony has in these, pe in these people. And what's great about them is that was only like their fourth or fifth game. Yeah. <laughs> they have a philosophy that him, uh, uh, Chris Zimmerman, and Brian Fleming believe, which is work on one game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> when Sony bought them out, they were like, hey, great, we own you now. Can you make this Vita game for us because it's not doing too well? Could you make this? Can you make that? And they were like, nope. <laughs> when we signed with you, we said, this is how we're going to run it. This is how we're going to run things. And Sony's like, you right, do your thing. And I think uh, that philosophy has really shown through. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Chris Zimmerman uh, has continued to work on all the games since, even right up until now doing Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, not only is he the co-founder of Sucker Punch, but he's also uh, in charge of the combat. So he's the guy who went and reached out to real, you know, swordsmen, swords, women, uh, swordsmiths, I don't know, <laughs> anyone involved with swords, to really find a way to get accurate, an accurate portrayal of, of, uh, of fighting as a samurai in feudal Japan while also making it fun to, to play as a game. And I got to say that that is hand in hand my two favorite things about that game, the open world and the combat. So still working, still doing interviews from 1980 when he was, think about this, signed and working for Microsoft and now is solely signed and working with Sony. <laughs> A beautiful story. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that is Chris Zimmerman. That's awesome. I, th- I think it's very funny that they they went and they gambled for their same <laughs> you know same. Their, yeah, right. <laughs> for everything because it because you know like you said sometimes it's just kismet you know something just works yeah. out so it reminds me of like fedex fedex the guy took their last five thousand dollars flew to vegas and won twenty seven thousand dollars in vegas and was <sighs> able to continue fedex if he had lost in Vegas, there'd be no FedEx. There are many you know? non-FedExes that did the same thing and did not <laughs> yes. make that money. <laughs> exactly. That never get, got anywhere, but but that one did. I love the. Yeah. I love uh, now that we've seen more and more of these dragons is that some people, they begin their company and it is nothing but bad luck. They dredge through swamps right. and fight through rain <laughs> to make their first few titles, which are brilliant and unappreciated. And it's fun to see a company that's just like, I don't know what everyone's so good. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. <laughs> la, 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 you want la, that number? Just, just get the number. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they you did. have... They did work pretty hard. The, the first game that came out did not do very well. It was very right, lukewarm. Right. So it, was, it had good tech, but just nobody was interested. So they, they really had to sell themselves. And I think it just came down to their skill. They they, they stole. <laughs> I mean, uh, got friends over from Microsoft, like periodically throughout that, recruited them to, to mm-hmm. kind of leave Microsoft and work with them uh, in their company. So they have a good pedigree. And I, I think the, the, the work shines through. That's awesome. All right, well, cool. So that was Chris Zimmerman, co-founder of Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. All right. Sucker Punch. Thank you, Miss Zimmerman. <laughs> yes. Zimmerman. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. <laughs> However, you can always find us online. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram for social media for day-to-day, week-to-week, just fun content and coverage of industry-related news. Uh, Make sure also to check us out. We are now streaming on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 8.30. I'll go ahead and say that. (laughs) (laughs) Saturdays whenever it's it's streaming so you know it's always an ish nothing starts just follow us yeah Yeah. follow us you'll know when we're but check us out on those days that's something new we're trying we're going to try to to have more of a twitch presence uh we'll see how it goes (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely and also on youtube yes that'll just be a collection of various things we do from all different sides of of the internet that's right and uh but yeah so find us there uh, but until then, you can always find us here. <laughs> That's right. Every Sunday. we're here for you. And That's I'm right. here for you. <gasps> Wait, you just said Ooh. that. I did. Okay, yeah, well, I'm reiterating it. <laughs> I'll be here for you till the a, rain starts to fall. That's a friend song. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're friends. We are friends. That's right. And uh, But as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are... 
The, the Taste of Dragons. Dragons. That's going to be fun to do for the next several nah, weeks, Joe. We yeah. nailed it. You'll see in post. <laughs> nailed it. 100%. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Later. Bye. Look at my cape. It's so flowy. It's flowy. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day.